So reading from John 21, verses 15 to 24, um, this is essentially a conversation between Jesus and Peter. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you truly love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. And Jesus said, feed my sheep. I tell you the truth, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, follow me. I'm just going to stop there <clears throat> and come back to the rest of the, the verses in a bit. But to really understand this um, <clears throat> these verses we, we've got to understand the context of why Jesus is saying that and what's happened before that's better <laughs> right so um, to understand Peter he's, um, he's a bit of a boastful and in, impatient person and then at some point of our lives we can probably relate to him now, if we go to Luke, uh, the, the Gospel of Luke, uh, chapter 22, verse 33, um, just can read it. Peter said to him, Lord, I am ready to go to prison with you and to death. Now, he proclaimed to love Jesus more than, uh, more than any of the other disciples. And this is after, this, the verses that I've just read is after Jesus is, um, is risen up from the dead. Now, <clears throat> why is Jesus saying to uh, Peter, do you love me? And why is he saying it three times? Because in the Gospel of John, uh, chapter 18, verses uh, 17 and then 25 to 27, Peter denies knowing Jesus, who he is, and three times. And this is what Jesus predicted, told him, this is what you're going to do, and he couldn't believe it. So this is the person who's saying, I'm ready to go, go to prison with you. And when the time came, it's like, don't know who this person is. Like, ne never met him. You know, no, are you, you sure, Peter, you've got Galilean accent? You're not one of his people? I was like, no, not me. So when I, <clears throat> when I said we can relate to him is because essentially what Peter is right now is he's, he's failed, he's a failure. And at some, maybe not today, but maybe in the past or maybe in the future, we, at, at some point we will all fail. And what Jesus is doing here is restoring him. He's making him better than what he was before. Now it's okay to fail. We all fail. But God can restore us. And let's see how Jesus did it here for Peter. Now in Exodus... Let's go back to, all the way back to Exodus. Um, let's bring it up. 
you don't have to, I'll just, uh, I'll just read it from here. So Exodus chapter 34 and verse 6. This is when God's declaring himself to Moses. It's the um, time of the uh, Ten Commandments. And the Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord, a God of merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. I'm just going to stop that, stop over there, because what he's saying there is, is that God is abounding in faithfulness and love. This isn't something that God loves to do every Christmas or he's just, do you know what, today's Sunday, so I'll, I'll, I'll be nice to people and I'll, I'll show them love. This is who he is. And, but how can God forgive someone like Peter, who's just denied him three times? He was boasting, I'll go to prison with you. I'll go to the death with you. And when the time came, he said no. Because that's in his nature. You don't have to beg God for forgiveness. He's always forgiving. And we know Peter repented. Uh, the Bible tells us that uh, how, he, um, how he went and cried afterwards. So... <clears throat> When Jesus is saying to Peter, do you love me? Notice carefully what he says after that. Well, after Peter says, yes, I do. He says, feed my lambs. And he says it three times. And that there is him, is Jesus saying to Peter, I know what you've done. And yeah, you're a bit of a failure, but I'm sure you've learned lessons about yourself that you, in your own strength, you can't do anything. But... He's not letting him go. He's not done with him. So imagine your favourite football team, or if you're a Man United supporter, you don't really have to imagine it. You see it week in, week out. Your star player scores three on goals. Do you think next week the coach is going to play him? No. It's just not going to happen. But over here, he's commissioning him. He's telling him he's got work for him to do. There's still work to do. The work isn't done. And what he means by feed my sheep is God uses the word sheep for, for us because essentially we're lost and we need a shepherd. And there was one more important thing um, here when he says feed my sheep. Jesus is referring to sheep being his, the flock being his. It's not the vicars. The vicars have got a responsibility to feed them on behalf of God. I'm sure you know that, Simon. <laughs> So, so here three times Jesus is saying to him, and it's, it's important that he asks him three times as well, because one for every time that Peter's denied Jesus. And we, we see at the third time when uh, Peter's quite grieved, because he knows, like, oh, I see what you're doing there. You know, the third time you've asked me, you know, yeah, I see what you're doing there. Oh, very funny. But, <laughs> but he needs to confront his own sin. He needs to confront his own mistake. And Jesus isn't just... He isn't dwelling on it. He just, he's, he's, he's made a point and then he's forgiven him and he said, right, that's it, done. You've got work to do. And then he commissions him three times.
And that's God's mercy. That's God's love. That you don't have to prevail on it. You don't have to, uh, you don't have to beg him. It's, it's always there. As it says in Exodus, is abounding in love. There's more than enough to go around and plenty to spare. Now, stopped at verse 18. Um, sorry, I stopped at verse uh, 19. Now, before Peter said that he's ready to go to prison, but when the time came, he didn't. But now in verses 18 to 19, this is when Jesus tells, um, tells Peter how he's going to glorify God. Um, and that's essentially referring to him, he will be crucified. Well, you didn't want to go the first time, Peter, but you are going to go now. I mean, why, why tell him? Just leave it a surprise, let him find out. But you see, he didn't, he didn't argue. He's like, well, I don't want to be crucified. And that's what happened. And his history tells us when the time came, he was too, he didn't um, feel worthy enough to be crucified the same way that Jesus did. So he was crucified upside down. And then verses 22, 24, we'll just read that. Peter turned and saw that the disciple whom Jesus loved was following them. This was the one who had leaned back against Jesus at the supper and had said, Lord, who is going to betray you? When Peter saw him, he asked, Lord, what about him? Jesus answered, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? You must follow me. Because of this, the rumor spread among the brothers that this disciple would not die, but Jesus did not say that, and he would not die. He only said, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? I mean, we've just had Peter essentially being told off for what he's done. And he's, he's been told, right, I've got, I've got work for you to do. Oh, by the way, you're going you're gonna to be crucified. That's how you're going to die. And Peter's already like going back to his old self. What about this guy? Well, how's he going to die? Well, what if I'm being crucified? What about this guy? And Jesus says, what, it's got nothing to do with you. Just follow me. And most of the times we look at other people around us, oh, their life is better than us, or maybe they're not going through the same um, hardships or struggles. But this message isn't just for Peter, it's for everyone. Just, just follow him, just follow God, and he will get you through it. So there's two things, um, or if you've learned, if, you've, if you can take two things with you today, that's first, is forget everyone else, forget every, what everyone else is going through and how different your life is to them, just follow God, because God's got a plan for you. And the other most important thing, if there's, one, there's only one person you can love in your life, love God, because that's the only love that can give you balance. Even if you love your wife or your husband, it's a form of self-love and it will never be enough. And only God can fill that void.